Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Traffic calming tool now available by Joanna K. Uh, Juvalis. In response to growing concerns about traffic volume in Belmont uh, and results of a recent townwide traffic study, Belmont's Transportation Advisory Committee, the TAC, uh, worked over the past year in a collaborative uh, process with residents, the town engineer, the director of the Department of Public Works, and the Belmont Police Department to draft a traffic calming policy which the select board approved and is now in effect. According to Dana Miller, chairman of the TAC, the policy provides a way for residents to partner with the town in efforts to make traffic on Belmont streets drives drives safely and obeys the speed limit, making roads safer not just for motorists but also for pedestrians and bicyclists. Traffic calming is either building roads or retrofitting them with mostly physical elements that encourage drivers to slow down or be more attentive, said Miller. Roundabouts, speed bumps, raised crosswalks, and narrowing lanes, either by building curbs closer, adding bike lanes, or adding parking chicanes, are examples of methods the traffic calming policy could use instead of just signage and traffic lights. While traffic lights, speed limits, and stop signs cannot be implemented unless they meet state and or federal requirements, traffic calming methods can be implemented according to the town policy. Another advantage of traffic calming is that while speed limits, stop signs, and traffic lights require police enforcement, traffic calming methods are designed to be self-enforcing Drivers naturally slow down and pay more attention to the road when travel lanes are narrower narrower, or they see a bump ahead. Miller explained that while Belmont has used traffic calming methods for years, the new policy formalizes the process for deciding the circumstances in which the town will implement traffic calming and makes it easier for residents to request that the town look into implementing traffic calming on Belmont streets and understand the request and evaluation process. It's a process that explains how a resident, someone who works in the town or a town department, can make a request and it explains the entire process, how the town goes about responding to the request, how the town evaluates the request, and what criteria the town uses to determine whether or not we can effectively address the concern with traffic calming, she said. Uh, Indicates what street, intersection, or location they are making the request for traffic calming, and what times of day or days of, of, of the week are related to the problems observed by the location. What the problem is, speeding, difficult to cross, drivers not yielding to pedestrians, cars parked too close to the corner, difficult to bicycle, etc. 
The form also requires a description of the concerns about the location and names, addresses, and signatures or people making the request. The Office of Community Development will receive the form and the TAC will begin an evaluation process based on speed, cut-through traffic volume, and traffic collisions to determine if a need uh, assessment for traffic calming needs to be completed by the town engineer. As part of the process, the TAC will invite the neighbors to a meeting to discuss their concerns and possible remedies to the problems that have been documented. Following neighborhood meetings, there will be a two-week open comment period during which people can write in with thoughts, feelings, concerns, and support for ideas discussed. The TAC will then vote on whether or not to recommend the traffic calming be implemented. Then the select board will make the final decision. Since funding is needed for traffic calming methods, Miller said projects will be prioritized according to where the greatest benefits will be offered and the timing of approved projects may be constrained by multiple considerations, including the town's budget and the timing of, of planned road work. The current population of Belmont is approximately 26,000. And yet, according to a recent townwide traffic uh, study, over the course of 12 hours, more than 21,000 cars go under the railroad bridge in Belmont Center. More than 17,000 travel on Pleasant Street near Route 2, and more than 10,500 are on Trapello Road. Also, according to Townwide Traffic Study, most of this traffic is not from Belmont. During the morning rush hour, 97% of traffic on Pleasant Street between Frontage Road and Brighton Street is from out of town. 95% on Park Avenue is from out of town. And out of town traffic is 86% on Brighton Street. 77% on School Street, and 71% on Lower Godin Street. And now on to my colleague, Claire. Thank you, Bob. What's more romantic than poetry? Chocolates. Chocolate shop owners host, uh, hosted an author on February 14th by Alexis Pinchuk. As Valentine's Day has gone by, Dee and Jim... Chaplin, Waltham residents and owners of TikTok Chocolates, 111 Trapella Road in Belmont, say they have created a unique way for couples to express their love. On February 14th at noon, Jessica Lucci, the author of Love Watch City, was at TikTok reading from her book and handing out a free copy of one of her poems. It's our way to give back to the community our Valentine gift for them, Lucci said. Other events I do, I'm mostly on panels or giving lectures, and this one is just celebrating love. They're just lovely people. They're a husband and wife team, and what's more romantic than poetry and chocolates on Valentine's Day? Since last May, Dee and Jim's dream has become a reality in Belmont, with the shop completely run by the couple. Dee used to be a calibration engineer and technical writer. Jim had a career in social work. In 2005, Dee began making chocolate before graduating from Cambridge School of Culinary Arts Pastry Program. I think we were just looking at our lives and we figured it's now or never, Jim said as he glanced around the shop. It's something Dee wanted to do and she was always so supportive of me when I wanted to get my master's. I wanted to be supportive of her because it's something she had always 
dreamed of. Through the work that has, go, that has gone into the business, Dee and Jim Chaplin have developed a sweeter relationship. Now, here's Max. Thank you, Claire. League of Women Voters Honored with Proclamation by Joanna K. Juvelis. The League of Women Voters, LWV, of Belmont was honored with a proclamation from the Select Board for its 84th year and the 100th anniversary of the League of Women Voters in the United States and year of the women's right to vote on February 3rd. The proclamation states the LWV of Belmont is open to both women and men and encourages informed and active participation in local government works to increase the understanding of major public policy issues and influence public policy through education and advocacy. The proclamation recognizes the LWV of Belmont's role in the following Belmont policies and programs, including support of educational special needs and METCO, survey of seniors' needs and support of the Senior Center, support of affordable housing, the communication, the, excuse me, Community Preservation Act, sensible marijuana laws, open spaces, regionalization of services, consolidation of town departments, hiring of a town administrator, publication of the voter's guide, which is delivered to every household in Belmont, sponsorship of candidates night for state and town elections, rides to the polls on election day, and brown bag lunches to discuss issues facing the town. The League of Women Voters of Massachusetts celebrated the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Voters' Right Organization Thursday, February 6th at the State House. The national organization began in February 1920, six months before the ratification of the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, establishing women's right to vote. The League of Women Voters of Massachusetts was started three months later in May 1920. The Massachusetts League represents 47 local leagues across the state, from Cape Cod to the Berkshires, with 3,000, about 3,500 members. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Emissions Reductions Through Paper Bag Fees by Roger Colton. When one thinks of the major contributors to uh, carbon emissions in Belmont, what immediately comes to mind are those huge sources of greenhouse gases identified in the town's most recent emissions inventory, Home heating and cooling, transportation and electricity lead the list. One source of emissions, uh, uh, however, which is substantially simply because it is so ubiquitous, involves the use of paper bags in our every and our day-to-day lives. Every time someone walks out of Star Market with their groceries in a paper bag, they are contributing to the degradation of our environment. With this past year being the second hottest year on record from a climate change, climate change perspective, lifelong Belmont resident and MIT materials science student student, uh, Rahul Ramakrishnan decided to do something about it. Ramakrishnan is building support among Belmont town meeting uh, members to impose a 10 cent fee for the use of paper bags in town. The 10 cent charge would be imposed at the time a customer requests a paper bag at a retail store. The resulting revenue would be kept uh, by the merchant. I met with Ramakrishnan recently to discuss his proposal. People should listen to what he has to say. Town meeting should adopt the proposal he is advancing. According to Ramakrishnan, 
The notion of a paper bag fee is neither new nor revolutionary. For example, the city of Cambridge has long employed such a 10 cent charge to reduce the use of paper bags. That city has found such a change to be an effective strategy. Rather than consumers simply paying the increased cost, Cambridge has found the city's 10 cent charge has prompted consumers to instead increase their reliance on reusable bags, thus reducing the use of paper bags by 85%. From an emissions uh, perspective, such a reduction is very important. Ramakrishnan uh, notes that Belmont, uh, Belmont recently banned the use of lightweight plastic bags in town. He cites statistics revealing that American shoppers use more than 100 billion such bags a year. Emissions from plastics uh, production globally would account for roughly 56 gigatons of carbon between now and 2050. To place that in context, that is about 50 times the amount of annual emissions from all coal-fired power plants in the United States. From an emissions perspective, paper bags are even worse than plastic bags. Paper bags produce from three to four times as much carbon uh, as the same quality quantity of plastic bags. Plastic bags, however, have received more, uh, more attention, Ramakrishnan observes, because they are not merely a carbon problem, but they are one of the most visible litter problems as well. Ramakrishnan rejects out of hand the suggestion that addressing global warming by directing attention to the use of paper bags in a small town such as Belmont would result in an insubstantial impact on reducing global ca- uh, carbon emissions. He asserts, and I agree, that reducing the use of paper bags is a classic example of the maxim to think globally, act locally. If one would adopt the view that an, individual, an individual's actions are too insubstantial to make a difference, he says no one would ever do anything. No individual decision uh, to turn off a light switch, take the bus to Harvard Square, or walk rather than drive to Belmont Center to shop would be undertaken. Standing alone, each individual decision makes no difference. However, he rightly concludes, uh, continues, uh, Just as making recycling or composting a habit for each household will collectively help address global warming, so too would each individual decision to rely on reusable bags rather than getting new and environmentally damaging paper bags. At each trip to the store, collectively do so. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Historical Society presents two centuries of public transportation. The Belmont Historical Society presents two centuries of public transportation, an illustrated lecture by Malcolm Laughlin, 2 to 4 p.m. on Sunday, February 23rd, in the assembly room of the Belmont Public Library, 336 Concord Ave, Belmont. Come hear about how transportation developed from the early days of stagecoaches, turnpikes, horse cars, and then streetcars and motor buses, to today's busy commuter rail and trolley bus lines. Find out where the horse car line stables were located in Belmont. What opened this sparsely populated rural location to wealthy Boston businessmen and then to middle-class commuters? 
When the Waverley and Concord Ave trolley lines began to connect Belmont with Cambridge and Boston and what six local businesses had their own railroad sidings. This event is free. Refreshments to follow. And now, over to Max. Thanks, Claire. Change on the menu at Wilson's Diner. Longtime owner Arthur Karras retires. Waltham Eatery has new bosses by Kerry Feltner. Hello, cousin. Hello, beautiful. Hello, friend. For the last 24 years, when you walked into Wilson's Diner, you might have heard any of one of those greetings. While you ate there, you also might have heard a man singing or whistling as he made omelet after omelet while smirking and creating conversation with those around him. When you left, the same man would call out and say goodbye to you, likely giving you a small lollipop. Arthur Karras, the owner of Wilson's Diner at 507 Main Street, is retiring, and those particular interactions will soon be a thing of the past, the close of another chapter of a diner that has been operating for over seven decades. These are the interactions that Karras will miss, he says. They're my friends. I love them. I know everybody, he said regarding his customers. I call everybody my friend. Karras retired on the last day of 2019, Tuesday, December 31st, after 24 years of owning the business and a total tenure of 33 years of working in the old train car restaurant. At 62, he says he is ready for a change of pace. I want to enjoy my life because I've worked too hard, he said. Wilson's Diner has been operated in Waltham as a family-owned small business for 73 years. It, is, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1999 and was originally built by the Worcester Lunch Car Company. Karras worked seven days a week at the business, opening it at 5 a.m. every day before he closed it at 3 p.m. He originally worked in Roslindale when he first came to, to the United States, before he found an opening at Wilson's Diner in 1987. He stayed on as an employee for nine years before buying the business outright in 1995. In January, Karas will be heading back to his home country of Greece. The new owners are George Urgkatidis and his daughter Maria Katidis, who are also Greek, but not from the Sparta region of the country like, like him, Karas joked. He will stick around for a couple of weeks to help them with the transition before he leaves Waltham. Though he enjoyed his time in the business and in Waltham, Karas is ready for more time to do as he pleases, he said. Life is too short, he said. That's what I've learned. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Becca Pisa, 5K to be held on April the 26th. Registration is currently available for the 5th Annual Becca Pisa 5K and the Kids One Mile Run. The kids' run will be held at 9 a.m., and the 5K will be held at 9.30 a.m. on the 26th of April at the Belmont High School track uh, at 221 Concord Avenue. Fitness Together Belmont will co-direct the race. Uh, all proceeds benefit the Becca Pizer Scholarship Foundation for the purpose of awarding scholarships to Belmont High School students. All paces are welcome. The Becca Pisa 5K Road Race celebrates Becker as a two-time world champion, world marathon challenge champion. In 2018, Becker conquered the world marathon challenge again with seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. Repeating her 2016 victory, Becker crossed the finish line, setting another world record, putting her in the Guinness Book of world records. 
And now over to Claire. Thanks, Bob. An announcement for ice harvesting in New England on Sunday, February 23rd. At 2 p.m. on February 23rd, it will be in Boxborough Town Hall in the Grange Room at 29 Middle Road. It's free. The Boxborough Historical Society will host Dennis Picard, who will present on ice harvesting in New England. In these days of refrigeration, most people do not know that New England was the center of ice harvesting in the 1800s sending ice by sailing ship as far away as India. Picard is an expert on historic trades and crafts, a historical reenactor, and a former museum curator. He will talk about the ice harvesting business, his personal experience in harvesting ice, and demonstrate the tools of the trade. Now, here's Max. Thank you, Claire. Free tax preparation with AARP Tax Aid. The preparers will hold office hours at the Beach Street Center on Mondays and Fridays from February 10th through April 13th. This program is meant for low and moderate income taxpayers. Preparers cannot prepare complicated returns involving such items as rental income, cancellation of mortgage debt, depreciation, moving expenses, extensive investment transactions, and casualty losses, to name a few. General assistance, such as answering questions, will be provided to anyone, regardless of income level. Assistance is offered free of charge, as preparers cannot accept payments. But you are welcome to share your gratitude by donating to the Council on Aging. Tax preparation is by appointment only. Call 617-993-2970 to schedule. That's 617-993-2970. We will send you a list of documents you will need to bring. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.